What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video and today I'm going to be going through what I believe is the best position to draft from in fantasy football. So over the last few weeks I've been doing a ton of different mock drafts on a ton of different platforms it's like Sleeper, Yahoo, ESPN, you know uh, I think you can throw like the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard, Underdog. I've been doing a ton of drafts, all these different platforms, picking from all over, early, middle, you know late first round. And I've looked at all these drafts and I've kind of come to a conclusion of what I believe is the best spot to draft from. I just think this can be useful because I know in a lot of fantasy leagues, you know, sometimes the order is randomized, but other times, you know, you're playing in leagues with your friends, you'll kind of just get to choose. Maybe you can trade draft places. So if you can kind of locate where the best spot to draft is, you know, I feel like that's definitely an advantage you can have in certain types of leagues. And so in like all my drafts, you know, picking all over the first round, I kind of found that my favorite spot was within the first four picks. And this comes down to like player personnel. So I know there's a lot of variance on like where people like to pick and draft, just not even looking at players. So maybe you're someone who likes to pick, you know, more at the turn because you kind of have a better idea of what player is going to be picked. Maybe you like picking in the middle because you have a ton of spots in between rounds. You know, maybe you feel like you can get the best value there. So this isn't technically like a video like that where it's like, oh, I like being at the turn because I can anticipate what people are doing. This is looking at like the fantasy football players, my rankings this year, and where I think the best value is. And so the general idea I had was the first four picks, because in my opinion, I'm looking at like the you know rankings, my rankings, and I think there's a very clear top four. Now, this is my opinion. You know, you may think uh, otherwise, but for me, looking at the top four players, I think you have Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, However you want to order those guys, I go CMC number one, but you have CMC, JT, and then you have Cup and Jefferson. For me, those are my locked in top four. And then I kind of feel like when you get like mid, late first round, I feel like a lot of those players are kind of interchangeable. Same thing with like early to mid second round. I feel like there's not a huge advantage to picking later on in the draft. And then I think the value lines up really well when you get into like late second early third round. So I'm a big fan of the first four picks. And the more I thought about it, I kind of figured out that my favorite spot to draft from is the number two overall selection. And I'm going to do a big breakdown on this. I'm going to go through a ton of different like mock drafts I did, you know, some on the draft wizard, some with other real people, you know, drafting live and just kind of break down some of the teams you can get drafting from the number two position. But really the main reason why I like it is typically Christian McCaffrey is going to be there. Jonathan Taylor is viewed as the consensus 101. In my opinion, I have Christian McCaffrey as my clear-cut number one overall player. I'm buying into a massive ceiling. And then using the 4 for 4 ADP, here you can see this, uh, I guess, like graphic I have up on the screen. So these are the players who are going in that late second round range. So the way I would do this, I'd go out, get Christian McCaffrey at the number two spot. If you want to go grab Cooper Cup, I guess that's fine. For me at CMC, that's kind of the upside here. But, you know, if you're not trying to draft CMC there, whatever. You go Cooper Cup, Jefferson, whoever you want. But these are the options you're going to be looking at late second round. So these are players, and I guess early third round. So you have Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley. You got Kamara, Keenan Allen, T. Higgins. And so with that late second round pick, at this spot, I'm looking to target either Leonard Fournette or Saquon Barkley. These are players who are totally in range at that price. I think you can start off your drafts with a really solid one-two punch of CMC and then either Oi Fournette or a Barkley. 
And now I do understand it's possible these players are not there, but the way this kind of works out, if those players aren't there, then you're going to get some value at wide receiver, whether it's a player like Debo Samuel, maybe a tight end like Mark Andrews. When we get into some of my mock drafts, you'll kind of see that there. I just think the value here is really strong. And then if you go running back, running back, then when you're looking at that early third round pick, you're looking at guys like Keenan Allen, T. Higgins. These are very, very strong third round options. If you go back to back running back, then snag one of these wide receivers as your number one. I think the value is fantastic. And then I think the value also carries over really well into the late fourth, early fifth round. So you know you're picking at the 2-3 turn, then you're picking at the 4-5 turn. And I kind of feel like when we get late third round, I feel like the value kind of reaches this weird spot where I feel like basically like the fourth round is kind of almost interchangeable in terms of players. So you're going to be drafting some of these like fringe wide receivers, going after guys like DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle at like the 3-4 turn. But then you get to the 4-5 turn where you'd be picking here. And you still have wide receivers available like DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, even a guy like Marquise Brown, who I think is a super strong pick. And you could argue those players ahead of some of the guys going at the 3-4 turn. You also have the opportunity to go running back with players like Travis Etienne or Brees Hall. So really, I just love the value across the board here. I think you have a really strong option of getting the best overall player in fantasy at the number two pick. Then you go either really strong running back a really strong wide receiver or tight end. Third round, you're doing the same thing. If one of those running backs is there, you snag them. If not, you're going wide receiver. And then fourth, fifth round, you're going to have great wideouts available. You also have potentially the option of going like Kittle or Waller if they fall. And then you also could go with some of these young running backs like Brees Hall or Travis Etienne. And so now we're going to jump into some of the mock drafts I did. And let's start off with this one I did on Sleeper. So Sleeper is kind of notorious for being very running back heavy, especially this year. You know, in a lot of other platforms, you're going to see players like Fournette and Barkley kind of fall to this spot. But as you can see in this draft, they went very early on. So it looks like Barkley went like fourth pick of the second round. Fournette, I think, went at the seventh pick. So when we were up here at the 211, none of those running backs were available. But you can see if those running backs go early, value is going to fall and the player who did fall to us here was Mark Andrews. So I will gladly select an elite tight end one option, you know, late second round. And then on the turn, still no running backs available because all of them were picked early second. But we get Debo Samuel in the third round. Now keep in mind, this is not like a draft with a bunch of bots. Like these are real life people. They're loading into a mock draft. And we started off with McCaffrey, Andrews, Debo Samuel. That draft starts off with my running back one, my tight end two, and then my wide receiver like six. So I absolutely love that start. And then when we got to the four or five turn here, there weren't players like Brees Hall or Travis Etienne available. So we kind of just continued to punt the running back position because I didn't like any of the value. I didn't want to take Dobbins as like a fourth round pick. The other options just weren't kind of up to my standards here. So we just went in, we hit the wide receiver position again. I believe this draft was two flexes. So it makes going after these wide receivers, you know, even a better option. So I went back to back. I talked about these players who were, you know, being drafted in that range. I went with Metcalf late fourth round, and then I went with Marquise Brown. So we start off CMC, Andrews, Debo, and then we get, you know, our wide receiver two and Metcalf, and then one of our flexes in a Marquise Brown. Then late sixth round, once again, did not like the running backs available. I'm not trying to pick a guy like Kareem Hunt 
or Rashad Penny in the sixth round. So I went out, grabbed an elite quarterback one in Kyler Murray. Then next round, I go with Rashad Bateman, seventh round Bateman. Now I'm kind of at the point where I have four wide receivers, one running back. I do have an elite tight end and an elite quarterback. So at this point, I kind of need to start filling out that RB2 spot. And just looking at this build, this basically turned into like a hero RB team. So I'm rocking with McCaffrey, you know, and then the running back two spot is going to be a little bit weaker. But I grabbed Melvin Gordon in the eighth round. Didn't really love the value there, but, I, you know, the pressure was kind of on to get someone in that spot. So I did go with Melvin Gordon. I ended up getting Devonta Smith in the ninth, which I think was crazy. And then I go with Isaiah Spiller. I go with Sky Moore, Rashad White, and Ty Davis-Price. So looking at the running back position, I think Melvin Gordon is a suitable RB2. He's definitely a weak spot there, but he's someone who could fill in. And then I have guys like Spiller, who's a handcuff, Rashad White, who's a handcuff. I think Ty Davis-Price is a really strong value in the 13th. So odds are at some point in the season, one of these guys like Spiller, Rashad White, or Gordon are going to be like the RB1 just due to injury. So the way this kind of team kind of shakes out here is we have McCaffrey and Gordon as our running backs. We go with Debo, Metcalf, Brown, and Bateman starting in our wide receiver and flex spots. Mark Andrews at tight end, and then Kyler Murray at quarterback. So this draft really didn't even start off the way I was kind of hoping for. I was hoping I'd be able to pick a Fournette or a Barkley, you know, in this late second round. It didn't happen, but when those players go early, then you get value elsewhere. Get Mark Andrews, who I think should go mid-second round. I get him in the late second. I get Debo Samuel, who I think should go mid-second round. I get him in the early third. So it all kind of works out that way. And that's what I'm talking about with this second pick. I think the value there, you're just getting a really, really strong pick you know, at that late second round, no matter how the draft shakes out, you really just cannot lose out there. And so this next draft I'm going to show you was using the uh, Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. So once again, picking from the two spot, we go Christian McCaffrey. And then once again, we actually see a very RB heavy draft. So we saw Aaron Jones go off. We saw Saquon go off. We saw Leonard Fournette go in the first round. So we're sitting here, you know, not exactly the best start for us. But I'm fine snagging Mike Evans here in the second round. I think he should be going kind of middle of the second. So getting him here, I think, is strong. We get a really nice, you know, wide receiver one here in the second round. I didn't want to reach for James Conner because I thought he would fault us here in the third. And we do get James Conner. Some people may think this is a reach. Personally, I'm very high on James Conner. I'm okay with picking him late second round. I just don't think ADP values him that way. So I'd much rather snag him in the third. But then we get a little luckier here in the fourth round, and we actually see Brees Hall fall to us. So right now through four rounds, in my opinion, we have three stud running backs with Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, and Brees Hall. Then we have Mike Evans at wide receiver. In the fifth round, we snag Marquise Brown. He's someone who I'm going to be targeting very heavily in that range. Picked him in the last draft. He's on this team once again. Then at the sixth, seven turn, I went with Elijah Moore at wide receiver. He's basically, you know, our bench wide receiver at this point because this is only a one flex league. And then I get Jalen Hurts, who I view to be like the QB5. So a potential, you know, like high ceiling quarterback here in the seventh round. So I really like that. Then we go Russell Gage in the eighth. Only spot we're kind of weak at here is tight end. So I grab Dawson Knox in the ninth round. If I'm not getting one of those like top five or six tight ends, Dawson Knox is the guy I'm going after in the later rounds. And then just to finish up our roster, Michael Gallup at wide receiver, Sky Moore at wide receiver, and then Christian Watson. When I start off with three really strong running backs, 
I'm basically going to be fading the position until maybe like one or two super late in drafts. And that's where I go after my guy, Ty Davis Price. I think I may actually have drafted him in every single one of these. I just think the value is totally there with where he is being drafted. So this is another example of a draft that didn't really play out perfectly. You know, the guys that I'm targeting, Saquon, Fournette, and Aaron Jones, they all went very early on. But once again, the value fell to us. Mike Evans, James Conner at that spot, I think is really strong. And then also Brees Hall going to us in the fourth round. I absolutely love. So now we're going to take a look at another Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard draft. And this was one that I think really went, you know, in our favor here. So once again, McCaffrey at the 102, we finally had one of these running backs fall to us here. So Fournette and Saquon both went before us, but Aaron Jones was available here at the 211. I think typically you see Aaron Jones go ahead of Saquon and Fournette, but if those running backs go earlier, they're kind of going in the spot where Aaron Jones would normally be picked. So we get Aaron Jones here at the 211, and then we're able to snag Mark Andrews in the third round. I feel like that's very rare, but it happens. And if we didn't get Mark Andrews here, we could have gone Tyreek Hill. We could have gone T. Higgins. We could have gone James Conner. So we would have had a bunch of really strong options. But this start of CMC, Aaron Jones, and Mark Andrews really just cannot beat that. And then I think I actually did this in another draft, but I went Metcalf and Marquise Brown at the 4-5 uh, turn. So this is basically going to be like a double hero RB build. We got our two stud running backs early on. We're going to pound some other positions before going back to running back. So then I went Rashad Bateman and Drake London at the 6-7 turn. Two young wide receivers that I really like this year. We get Tony Pollard in the 8th to be, you know, like our RB3. Potential elite upside with a Zeke injury. We get Russell Gage in the ninth, Ronald Jones in the 10th. Not a huge fan of Rojo, but I thought the value was there, you know, at that price. Then I went with Trey Lance in the 11th. This is a strategy that I've been doing a ton. I may talk about this more in a different video, but I really like the quarterback position this year. I think it's very, very deep. So you've seen in the other two drafts, I spent, I believe, sixth and seventh round draft capital to get Jalen Hurts and then Kyler Murray. So I'm willing to draft these lead upside guys but I'm not taking them in the fourth, fifth round. I'm getting them in the sixth, in the seventh. Here, the value just didn't kind of fall the way it did. But since this is a 12-team league, you know, if we're punting the quarterback position, there are going to be 11 QBs picked, and then the teams are kind of just going to be set at that QB slot. So what we did is we let all the teams in front of us just pick those guys. So it looks like the latest starting quarterback was picked in the seventh round. It was Russell Wilson. So we waited all the way until the 11th round to grab Trey Lance, who I view as my QB7 in a lead upside guy. The position is so deep. We got that value there. We were able to go, you know, it studs at other positions because we could wait to grab Trey Lance. And then we finished the draft with Tim Patrick and Ty Davis Price. So once again, running through the starting lineup, Trey Lance at quarterback, CMC and Aaron Jones at the running back positions. Then we go DK Metcalf, Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, you know, in the, uh, I guess, wide receiver and then flex spots. If you want to throw Drake London in there or Russell Gage, you can also do that if you like those guys more than someone like Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews at tight end. So once again, really, really, really like this team. I feel like you guys are hopefully starting to get the point that no matter what happens in front of you here in the second round, you're going to have really strong value at the 2-3 turn. And then we're going to go into one final draft. Yeah, this was in ESPN League. So once again, these are people actively drafting. They don't really have like a convenient looking like draft board so this is just the final roster i'll go through each of the picks 
So we went first round, Christian McCaffrey, as we've been doing here at the 102. Second round, they actually really devalue the tight ends. So we got Travis Kelsey in the second. Once again, you may say that's not realistic. It happened in a real draft with real people. This is the first, you know, ESPN draft I did, you know, when I was planning to make this video. But once again, if they don't go Kelsey, we get someone like Fournette or we get a stud wide receiver. So we went Kelsey in the second. Then we get Saquon Barkley in the third round. Third round Saquon is insane. Then I believe at the four or five turn, it looks like we went with Metcalf and Mooney. Looks like I'm going to have a lot of shares of Metcalf if I'm drafting from this spot. Then we go Bateman and Hertz at what I believe is the six, seven turn. That sounds about right. So once again, another really solid wide receiver, another quarterback that I think has a lot of upside. And then we fill out our bench with players like Elijah Moore, Rashad Penny, Sky Moore, Damian Pierce, Michael Gallup, Isaiah Spiller, and Tim Patrick. So once again, like the bench slots, whatever, the depth pieces, those are going to play out how they play out. But the starting lineup here, Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, DK Metcalf, Darnell Mooney, Travis Kelsey, Rashad Bateman. You may think the wide receivers are a little bit weak, but if I'm taking shots on Metcalf, Mooney, Bateman, Elijah Moore, Sky Moore, a lot of these dudes are very young. Even if, say, Bateman and Sky Moore disappoint, I feel like then we're going to get booms from Elijah Moore and a guy like Darnell Mooney. So I really, really like how these four kind of examples played out. Let me know what you guys think. Do you agree that the second spot is a strong place to draft from? I do kind of understand that if you don't love Christian McCaffrey, like Christian McCaffrey is my clear-cut running back one. I believe he's been there basically the entire offseason. He's my number one overall player. I'm willing to take the risk on him. So I do understand that if you don't like Christian McCaffrey here, this probably isn't the strongest draft position. But I mean, if you like a guy like Cooper Cup, if you're really in on Jonathan Taylor, I feel like a lot of the same principles still apply here, really anywhere from like the first to fourth pick. Because even if you're picking from like the four spot, you're going to get a really strong player in like the mid, late second. And then I still think you can get lucky and get a nice player like early on in the third round, even if it's at the 304. So let me know what you guys think about picking from the second overall slot. If you, you know, you like it, let me know why. If you don't like it, let me know why. And then also let me know where you guys like to pick. I want to hear, you know, your comments down below. I'll make sure to respond back to everyone. But thank you all for stopping by. As we get closer to this season, I'm going to be doing more of like these kind of draft strategy videos. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you again, and I'll see you guys in the next one.